0: A couple hundred years ago, the only thing you had to worry about was a hangover. Tell me you're an in investigator, more or less. Today, because if you're a curse thingy, you can't sleep with anyone. I'm, a team team. I'm your boss. Or else you might feel a moment
1: of true happiness. you got already an addiction a brooding part of life. Lose your soul. Except
0: for of it, where I was nearly tortured to
1: Becoming again.
0: You're a demon hunter. Road demon hunter.
1: And kill
0: everyone. It's fucking fantastic. I love that sound. Thanks, I always appreciate your
1: respect. Ah, I had bottle opener dysfunction.
0: You always have bottle opener that dysfunction. never happens to me, baby It never happens to me, baby, I swear. <laughs> Except when it happens. It happens oh, to the fuck. best of us. I don't forgive you.
1: I haven't actually had ginger beer much lately. Since the last
0: recording? Yeah. Sounds like, about right. It's not cheap. No, the it's, good not, shit it's anyway. not cheap
1: and we're broke, so. It's like <laughs> six bucks for a pack of four. Yeah. Anyway, welcome to AI with Angel. I'm Rex. I'm Josh. <laughs> Today's episode, we're reviewing That Old Gang of Mine, season three, episode three. Three and three. Yes.
0: Rule of threes. Three's a good number. Is it really? Yeah. Actually, it's the magic number in theater. Oh, in theater? In theater. I don't know anything about that. Yeah, that's a thing. I promise. Um, I'm not going to get into it, though. You know what I am going to get into, Rex? What's that? Fucking a doodle do. Really? Here? Yeah, that's, it's, that's it's kind not, of... Sa- that's not sanitary. It's kind of inappropriate. It's, yeah. much, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's much more unsanitary than it is appropriate. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> That's the main concern here. <laughs> Excuse me. You got doodle do jizz all over my hamburger. Ugh. I'm sorry. I thought that was mayo. <laughs> yep. Welcome. Oh, God. Welcome to Ale with Angel. Get, get on the school bus. Ride the short bus back to your middle school. Check it out because you're going to feel like you're there. That's how <laughs>
1: we do. You should not. Use the term short bus.
0: Oh, yeah, that's probably that's probably not cool. Yeah. Sorry. Get on the long bus. Everybody, get on the... Get, get on the school bus. Get on the equal rights bus. Get on the school bus. <laughs> just, just call it a school bus. Fine. Get on the politically correct school bus. <laughs> uh, let's not be ableist today. My apologies. Like, actually... But yeah, we have this thing called uh, executive doodle Doos. They're something like producers, yeah, because they give us money, yeah. And uh, they they knock on our doors. They come to our houses in the middle of the night, <laughs> and they hold weapons to our throats and they say, "You're gonna do this on this episode, or I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm gonna cut you. I'm gonna cut you so bad. You're gonna wish I had not cut you so bad." <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, okay, fuck a doodle do." And they're like, "That's right." That's right. And they back away slowly. And then I wake up in a cold sweat and I go, fuck a doodle do. All I can think of is the giant chicken from Family Guy. <laughs> Who could have possibly been responsible for this break-in in my dream? Was it Bridget McCloy or Dead Serious? Callista. Allie B. Nathan Lancey. Dulcinea. Rachel Gregory. Rachel Doodle Doo. D. Scheringhausen. Clubby. The Seal. Mr. Tabalicious, Sandra Craig. J. Sommer. Christina. Catherine Parkinson. Karen Moon. Chris Feeman. Pat Likes Turtles. Scarlet Choi. Bad at Changing Their Name Heaps. K. Fro Horse Dildo with a BWB logo. Gnome. Father Finistrato, Kelly MC. Jesse Rain. Alex from the Heart. Or was it Carrie Phillips?
1: Who done it? Thank you so much. Without you, this show literally is not possible.
0: But I'd get a whole
1: lot more sleep.
0: <laughs> no, you wouldn't.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: you're right. You're right. You have the worst sleep cycle of almost anyone I've ever met. It's almost non-existence. Actually, I think I found it again. It's just, oh, really? It's just really inconvenient. <laughs> it's like 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. Oof. Yeah. It doesn't Oof. work at all. No, but there's, there's no avenue that that's okay. <laughs> Except working uh, hard second shift or third shift. Yeah,
1: you could do it working second shift. Third shift really wouldn't work because you'd likely be like getting home right around, when you need to go to right sleep, six and or seven. that would fuck you.
0: I tend to fall asleep right after I get home from work at five p.m. anyway because oh, really? I'm so exhausted from having had to work a first shift.
1: I can never fall asleep right when I get... It doesn't matter how tired I am. If I get home from work, I need hours to fucking wind down.
0: Well, I'm fucked either way. But anyway, so we uh, we did get a couple of voicemails. Um, <laughs> the only one we're actually going to talk about today is from Pat Likes Turtles. The other one's from Callista. We're going to get you next episode because it's much more relevant to next episode. Yeah, you, you kind of jumped ahead of the game there. That's all right. Uh, just uh, being punctual. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And thank you for the very first thing you said was the title of the episode, so we knew where to put it. Yes, we were very grateful for that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we haven't watched that yet, so spoilers. But anyway, Pat Likes Turtles got a hold of us, and so did three other people. Yeah, on multiple different avenues. Yeah, I was like, shit, I I deserve this. I did this to myself by giving people so many different places to contact us. I forgot (laughs) that you even said
1: to contact us about that. So I was, right? like, I was like, man, we really hit a nerve. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I just, I asked for information and people delivered. We specifically wanted to know why Spike was being so hard on himself yeah. about not being able to protect Don. Neither of us could remember what the hell happened, and the answer was much simpler than I thought. Yeah. It was, in fact, when he's up on top of the tower and the, the lizard dude demon, the lizard wizard, as I've yeah. dubbed him... <laughs> Uh, pushes him off the tower and cuts Dawn and opens the portal. Yeah. And, okay, that, that makes and, a little more sense. Yeah, and I did not remember that at all till it was brought up. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, there's so much shit going on. Yeah. Everything starts melting together eventually. <laughs> I mean, I still don't 100%... I agree with Spike getting down on himself about that. Oh no! So he got overpowered. No. It's not yeah. a moral failing, right? Quit being a little dick. He's he's treating it like a moral failing. He is. Yeah, it's really. He's obnoxious. treating it
1: like he retreated. Yeah, it's like no, you were literally thrown off a tower, thrown
0: dude. from the top of a tower that
1: <laughs> I mean, killed the Slayer, and like, it's not like you weren't gonna get up and try and get back up there as quickly as you could. It's just you know shit happened too fast. Yeah, Take fine. it easy,
0: man. Everything worked Take out fine. Is- yeah. Everything's it's fine. It's all fine. <laughs>
1: sure, Buffy died, but she's
0: back. You know... It's great. Yeah, but it, it was what she did what she had to do.
1: Yeah. It's fine. Anyway, on to the mom synopsis.
0: Joshua! What are you doing, Joshua? Oh, just trying to sing some fucking karaoke if people would just stop inter... That's nice, Joshua. Are you feeling safe these days? Well, do you mean like safe internally or on the? That's nice, Joshua. How's your anxiety? My anxiety is great and not a problem at all. Thanks for asking. My- oh my God. Did you just hear gunshots, Joshua? Fucking gunshots. Shit. What, what, what? Fucking where? No. Are you sure it wasn't fireworks? Oh, you're too easy of a target, Joshua. Did you know that only people with a guilty conscience are startled by loud noises? I'd make a loud noise to test that theory, but I don't think you suffer from guilt at all. Oh, you know your mother so well, Joshua. Also, people are probably driving when they listen to this, so... What do you mean when people listen to this? Are you, are you recording me, Joshua? It's funny you should ask that. Hello, everyone out there. Don't believe everything you hear about me. I'm a very good mother and always good all of the time. No one can hear you, Mom. I'm not recording you. God, you're so paranoid. <laughs> you better not be. If I find out you're lying to me, I'll fire you. Fire me? From what? Being your son? That's fine. I quiet quit that job years ago. It wasn't very quiet, Joshua. <laughs> Sheesh, don't bite my head off. Because today on Angel, <laughs> Merle gets murdered. And right after Angel tries to apologize to him, but not very well, Gunn couldn't care less. Because he was just a demon. Totally happenstantically, Gunn is checking up on his old demon slang gang and butts heads with one of the new members. As Wesley and Angel continue to investigate a string of seemingly unrelated and random demon deaths, Gunn suspects and quickly confirms that his gang is responsible. Gunn, however, withholds his suspicions at first, and by the time he is ready to tell Wesley, while Cordelia and Fred are having a nice night out at Caritas to help Fred along on her healing journey, Gunn's old gang drops in and shoots down half the crowd. New guy from the gang, Geo, demands that Cordelia go retrieve Angel so he can force Gun to prove he's not a demon lover by killing him. Gun refuses. They fight! And luckily, Angel thought ahead of time and had the sanctuary spell removed, just in the nick of time so demons could fight back. The gang tucks tail and runs home after Geo gets his head literally bitten off. Wesley and Angel each share important words with Gun. The end. Ladies... Gentlemen, spiny headed looking creatures. Soon as the sun goes down, down, vamp, As Soon as the sun goes down, Competition is a beautiful thing.
1: I'm sorry, but the the little like I quiet quit that <laughs> slid in there so subtle and that fucking floored me, man. <laughs>
0: Excellent. I always I always oh, shoot for at least man. one thing. No, that was that, that was. That was good. <laughs> Splendid. Well, cold open on Caritas. Or, as we like to say, Caritas. Caritas. I mean, we're in and out of there all day. So let's just yeah. get that one out of uh, the yeah. way. We
1: just, right up front. <laughs> right uh, up front. Hit that note. Uh, we're good. Right.
0: We got it. Ding. <laughs> Done. So we start off with a close up of Angel being all, oh, I'm so sorry. But, you it's know, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Like, he he
1: actually seems a little sincere. It's just
0: he's also reading from
1: note cards.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, I've done that before, but it was on the phone. (laughs) And I actually cared, and I just didn't want to fuck up what I was saying. Right. And also, it was only bullet points. I was still, you know, I still had to form full sentences on the fly. So that counts, right? But anyway, they play it off more like he's talking to either Darla or even Buffy or Cordelia, yeah. some shit like that. We don't, we don't it sounds like he's talking to a lover, not to fucking Merle right. of no, all people. It's fucking Merle. Merle! Yeah, the whole gang is there
1: in Cardas. It's it's closed down, but uh they've convinced Angel to apologize to Merle. And
0: Merle's not buying it. Rightfully so, really. Personally, I don't get why.
1: Uh, why why do they care? Why I, they care? Yeah. Why do, why they, do they, care? they care
0: about Merle's feelings all of a sudden? Yeah. Well, I appreciate that the gang recognizes that Merle was wronged, and well, yeah. And I think it's mostly for the same reason that Angel cares is because they still need his information. Yeah. I don't really understand what his connections are that he's got any more information than anybody else, but it stands to reason that. They need somebody in the underground that has information, and we just have to accept that that's Merle. Yeah. Um, suspension of disbelief, whether they gave us any evidence or not, it's Merle. Right. He's he's an annoying little tit, but he's got information, and he hasn't done anything to wrong them, other than anything that he'd do to anybody else, and that's turn on them immediately yeah, for money. Exactly. So like he's he has no backbone. Yeah, he is that what is he is.
1: Established.
0: Um, Everyone knows that. He'll announce it, but it's fine. That being said, it pisses me off that we're seeing this bully come out of Angel that we yeah. don't really see in him dealing with anybody else. Everybody else that he's ever mean or rude to right. kind of has it coming, really. Yeah. At least, I mean, give us a call at 269-743-0783 if you disagree. Right, I'd love to hear it if there's other people that you think he bullies unnecessarily, um, but this is easily the biggest case of that that we yeah. see, and it seems really out of character, a little bit, and enforced. And, and I, it. I
1: here's here's my thing: a man does not live as long as Angel has lived, and have as many regrets as Angel has, and not know how to fucking apologize. I mean, and, if you get stuck in your ways. Uh, I can't I I don't believe it for a second that he couldn't come up with an off the cuff like
0: really well-rounded apology. Right. It's for show. It's it's a storytelling technique for for the layman's out there. Oh, he's reading cards, he must be insincere. Yeah. But I completely agree with you that that's more on Angel's level that he doesn't need fucking note cards no matter what the case. He's I, a very well-spoken man. I can accept
1: that maybe he feels put on the spot. That, I think, could fuck things up. Mm-hmm. He's not a spotlight sort of guy. Like, that could make sense. Mm. But it still just doesn't feel... doesn't. Not for speeches, anyway. Right. It still just doesn't quite fit. And you're right. He's being a bully, and that just doesn't fit either.
0: And he absolutely does know how to make a good apology to Merle, and he just kind of refuses to. Because he does yeah. make a good apology to Merle, and then fucks it all up by saying, go ahead. Take a swing at me, right? As, yeah, as the the penance. Yeah, he and,
1: he starts goading Merle into hitting him, which of course this sets off. Merle does. He grabs a bottle from the bar to to hit him with, and uh, there's a big bang yeah,
0: flash because there's the the like sanctuary spell Sanct- or whatever. Yeah, some, um, something like that. There's a bigger word, but it's still a derivative of, of sanctuary, yeah. sanctorum, Sanct- sanctorum some, yeah. or something, something yeah. like that. Yeah, and. Lauren gives him the benefit of the doubt. He's like, I'm sure Angel just forgot about the spell. And it's very obvious that Angel's like, yeah, totally forgot. Ha ha ha. Like, you didn't fucking forget. You knew that was going to happen. You were being a dick. Because <laughs> you still just don't give a shit about Merle, even though he's <laughs> helped you a lot. My favorite part, though, is that at this point,
1: Merle's like super pissed off as he has a right to be in this circumstance. Mm-hmm. And he's just yelling about how he's done with all of them. I don't want to see you, any of you, ever again. But who's gonna give me a ride home? Who's gonna get me a ride home, you guys? Like <laughs> <Blake>? geez. <laughs> <laughs> he does have a shaggy vibe to him. A little bit.
0: Yeah. Um he's got
1: he's got that that the kind of voice to it. Like the, the yeah throaty hoarseness thing going on
0: yeah the 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 catch the yeah he sounds like uh, a tween who's going through puberty <laughs> but he sounds like he's putting it on it doesn't sound supernatural right. it doesn't sound particularly natural right <laughs> <laughs> it sounds very supernatural because he's a demon yeah <laughs> uh, um he he does make it difficult to have any amount of respect for him. No, he really <laughs> does. And like, he is a a backstabbing,
1: spineless, you know, informant mm-hmm. who is going to it's a little stool he, He's he's going to bilk you out of any coin he can.
0: He does do that too. Yeah, and that's really annoying. You know what? Okay, I think we might be answering our own question here. <laughs> Angel just has no respect for him, and therefore has a tar- heart. Has a hard time doing what he knows is right. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of right. Doing what he needs to do to get what he wants. Right. Anyway. Oh, well. Fuck him. Don't have to worry about it for long, especially not after (laughs) this episode. Uh, We cut to a very short
1: little scene of gun dropping him off and fucking burning rubber out of there. (laughs) Hope I didn't. (laughs) I can imagine, though, that the whole fucking drive there, Merle just did not shut up
0: take you too far out of your way <laughs> yeah yeah uh, he <laughs> i would have liked to have seen that <laughs> actually uh, <laughs> what, what do you think merle would talk about oh god just dr- he what, what was he what would he drone on about he's definitely a droner oh man i can't i can't imagine so it there's this guy something. that i owe money and like you know, I sure I owe money, but like, why you gotta no, be such no. a hard ass? He, for, some
1: re, for some reason, Merle decides to drone on about like the fucking drama of the the English royalty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Prince Charles. <laughs> yeah. You know he's he's way too old to be the to be the king, but they're doing it anyway. He's definitely. I just sound like Morty now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it would. I I can just imagine
0: it would be something like
1: what the fuck are you going on about, Merle?
0: <laughs> he's, guns just over there on full autopilot. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, give us a call at 269-743-0783. What would Merle drone on about? Yes. I'd love to hear that. I want to
1: hear everyone's answers. What would Merle drone on about? And
0: I want to hear your best Merle impressions.
1: God, that Yes. <laughs> anyway, we cut real quick into Merle's
0: apartment as he's getting home and he's attacked. We get some Merle splattered all over the wall while he's reading his mail. Don't see who done it. Don't see who done it. Opening sequence. I don't want to share my feelings. I don't want to open up. I want to find the guy that killed Tina, and I want to look him in the eye. Then what? Then I'm going to share my feelings. Cut to Gunn's bedroom. Gun wakes up in a cold sweat having a nightmare about yeah. having to kill his sister. Which, you know. Yeah. Like you do. (laughs) I think I'd have
1: nightmares about that, too.
0: Yeah, because, you know, she turned into a vampire, and he uh, he didn't feel the need to accept the dark calling. I'd have just been like, well, guess I'm a vampire now, too. Let's go. Yep. And then his pager goes off. Like he's a fucking doctor.
1: I mean, they're demon slayers. That's all ours.
0: That's close enough. Yeah. Yeah, he's... He's he's a kind of surgeon, and he agrees. He cuts
1: bodies. For fuck's sake, he agreed to carry a pager. (laughs) Yeah, he wouldn't be
0: carrying it if he hadn't agreed to it. I guess. I feel like people used to get pagers because they're like, "Ooh, this is a great communication device." I I carry one at work. Is it a great communication device? Not really. I didn't think so. (laughs) Doesn't it just beep and then it gives you a phone number to call? Now.
1: In the past, they were, like, you had to call them on the phone, but now uh, pagers get set up with an automated computer system. So you can just punch into a computer, oh, page these people. Or what we have at my work, we monitor a pendant system, so the computer automatically, when a pendant goes off, pages all the pagers. Mm. And it's better that than a fucking automated phone call, for fuck's sake. Okay. Okay.
0: Right, but what do you do with it when you get it? How does how do you know what it's paging you about? Well, in the pager I have uh, at work, when it
1: pages, it says uh, whose pendant went off and where they where they're located.
0: Oh, okay, handy, handy that. Next day, we're in Merle's layer. Gunn shows up as Wesley and Angel are rummaging through Merle's stuff, looking for clues about his death. Gun doesn't quite get why they're bothering. <laughs> no, 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 hold on.
1: Before that, we get this glorious moment. Gun walks in, sees Angel. There's goo on the wall. Gun says, What's that? Angel says, That's Merle. <laughs> then Gun looks somewhere else and says, Where's the rest of him? And Angel points at the ceiling. And points at the corner (laughs) and points at the other wall. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's it. (laughs) Look. It's a great moment.
0: (laughs) Everywhere. Merle is all around us. All the time. Well, when you're in this room, anyway. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, so Gunn doesn't quite get why they're bothering investigating. After all, Merle was just a demon. But you can bet your sweet ass he wouldn't say that about Lorne if he got murdered. Right. So, yeah, it, it bugs me how long it takes Gun to come around, but there'd be no plot to this episode, I guess, otherwise. Um, I don't know. Correct me. Uh, Angel calls out Gun on his attitude and that maybe he's just annoyed that they interrupted him with something he'd rather be doing. Yeah. Uh, Gun takes offense to this and plays the you're not the boss of me card. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe he's not, but he is. Yeah, he he is in fact your boss. You're still third on the totem pole, buddy. Yeah. He's still number 1 to uh, to Wesley's CEO. Yeah. Um he's still the guy that hired you. <laughs> yep. And uh, and also honestly has the most experience in what you're what you got going on.
1: Right. Yeah. Like
0: <laughs> So uh, Wesley, however, diffuses the situation gracefully and gives Gunn permission to go home if he's not on board with investigating Merle's death. And, you know, he's very gracious about it. He's like, you just go on and right, go home and we Which, understand. You know,
1: at this point, at this point, it doesn't feel like it's a big deal that Earl got murdered outside of like, yeah, murder. We need to figure that out. But they don't know that there's other victims. Well, they
0: feel that there's a person. It, it makes perfect sense to me they feel they have a personal responsibility because they were only just dealing with him. right? And you know, I would feel that too. Merle's informed for them. Yeah. On multiple
1: occasions. Like to me, it tracks that they'd want to know who killed Merle because
0: this might be coming towards them. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of little reasons why it could be important. Um, And again, (laughs) all anybody ever had to say was what if it was Lorne? right and he just shut right the fuck up yep and sure as shit later in the episode he's right there backing up Lorne. Yep, but we'll get to that um so he takes wesley up on his offer to go home and fucks off and he doesn't head
1: home he decides he's gonna go to his old stomping grounds where his gang used to live why the the hell does and they still do uh it's just not his gang anymore
0: yeah, it's, it's a little bit, but not really. Uh, a little bit. Certainly, this, not. this is
1: when it really stops. Like, it's no longer. This is his when he gang. figures out he's yeah. been away from home a little too long. Yeah, he waltzes right on into the hideout. Apparently, they didn't have any guards. Immediately gets jumped by a dude who because they did have guards. Well,
0: <laughs> yeah, inside. Yeah, like this <laughs> is well into the fucking warehouse. You for probably fuck stop sake. him before they get that far. <laughs> yeah. But hey, at least somebody's stopping him now.
1: But he gets jumped. He fights back. Uh, ends up getting crossbow bolt pointed at his head. Sounds unpleasant. Eh, he didn't pull the trigger. It's fine. Oh, yeah, it's good. Uh, it's bonding. I'd feel less safe about a homemade crossbow being pointed at my head than a gun,
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, but he made it, so he trusts it. I mean, yeah, fair. I don't know why he left it there. Right. Um, other- that sounds like something you might want. Possibly, but I guess you know he also wants them to be equipped and safe, yeah, so that makes perfect sense. Anyway, this motherfucker with the crossbow, his name is Gio G I O, yeah. the dumbest way you could possibly spell Gio, which is fitting because fuck this guy. Yeah. Um, God, I don't like him out of the gate. Out of the gate. Oh, nobody, nobody wants you to like him. I and frankly, kudos to the actor. He's such a smarma prick. Yeah. I want to yeah. slap the shit out of him the whole time. But, yeah, he's a new member of the gang from Miami. Rondell calls him off um, while he's holding the the arrow straight to Gunn's head. Uh, Gunn and Rondell are about to have a happy little reunion chatting about how well the old gang is doing and how much Gunn has taught them and everything. But Gio completely hijacks this conversation just to hassle Gun for... Working with vampires and even insinuates that Gunn himself might be a vampire. You know, it's not like it's not the middle of the day
1: and he walked right into your fucking place. And, oh, yeah, his truck's parked outside.
0: Yeah. (laughs) For fuck's sake. The amount of such sloppy fucking rhetoric that dribbles out of his mouth is disgusting. And nobody challenges him on this. Right. Like the whole episode. Well, and Rondell cuts him
1: off but he doesn't cut him off to be like no fuck you guns guns good yeah he cuts him off to be like hey aren't you supposed to be doing a job of guarding an entrance
0: or some shit he pulls rank on him yeah which is probably an easier way to control this guy than logic well yeah he fair. doesn't seem like a big <laughs> fan of that yeah, yeah he's all <laughs> he actually is kind of slick with uh the way he gets on guns case like and Gunn sees right through it all. Oh, yeah. He doesn't see any point in responding. Um, he just stands and stares daggers through him. And that's really all you can do in this kind of a situation. Yeah, the
1: only time that Gunn really reacts to his bullshit
0: is late in the episode. I mean, if he was really quick on his feet, fast with the wordy words, could have got a nice debate going. Yeah. Could have won it, but... When you're dealing with somebody slimy like that who's out of their element, um, I don't know. Rondell should have slapped his ass right down to the fucking ground yeah. from the get go. Yeah. That's the also, real problem. From,
1: from a standpoint of like where Rondell's coming from, is like this person is undermining you as the leader of the group.
0: Yeah. Like, he's not just undermining Gunn, he's undermining right. Rondell. Exactly.
1: And like that sound, in in your line of work, that sounds crazy
0: unsafe yeah how about new yeah you need a clear line of command yeah when everybody's got weapons (laughs) yeah yeah geo's a big posturing bitch and uh yeah huge props to the actor again for making me want to just kick the (laughs) ever-loving shit out of him the whole time um you just
1: really want to wipe that grin off his face (laughs) yeah it's
0: just like um joffrey in uh game of thrones yeah you know I haven't wished a man dead, but I've laughed at a few funerals. And also, I lied just now. I've wished several men dead. Joffrey was one of them. They may have been fictional characters, but... Hey, well-acted fictional characters that are... No, like, a good villain is a
1: good villain.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Gunn just stares, knowing that this is a huge problem he's going to have to handle. Or walk away from. Either way, cut back to the Hyperion.
1: Where Angel and Cordy are talking about Fred, and Angel is working to convince Cordy that she should take Fred out. Go out, be friends, have fun. Take her out. Gotta not, put her not, down. Not like
0: that. <laughs> codename Lassie. Take <laughs> her to the vet. <laughs> I, don't know,
1: I think that would be code codename Old Yeller. Oh. <laughs>
0: Gotta get her out of the equation. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot the hostage. <laughs> No, 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 Take her out for a nice dinner. Yeah. Or, a nice night
1: out. Yeah. A have girl's A girl's night.
0: Yeah. Or, you know, just any. Well, w- I mean, she's been cooped up in the fucking hotel for three months. Three months. That's a lot. And... If I don't leave the house for a full day, <laughs> like, the next day, I'm like, fuck me. I have I can to do, leave. I can
1: do two or three days. Woof.
0: Depending on what's going on. That's a lot.
1: But I also live with my fiancé and, like... I guess... You know, we're, we interact a lot more than what you likely do with your roommates, I think.
0: It's not even that. It's just a matter of being in the house, oh. regardless of the amount of interaction.
1: Well, I guess, yeah, with the, the years of training you got from living with your mother.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Let's not go too deep into that. So, Cordy may... Uh, d- Angel's begging uh, Cordy to go talk to Fred. Cordy makes a good point that she experienced a lot of trauma. It's to be expected that she's going to be a bit of a shut-in for a while, and maybe she just needs time. Um, (laughs) We see Fred outside staring uh, staring down and with her arms crossed in one shot, and then they cut back to her, and she's laughing hysterically. And Angel's like, what, don't you like her? (laughs) She's like, oh, no, Fred's great. She's sweet and adorable. And... Think something that shrub just said is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see? She's, she's fucking making up imaginary friends, right. Cordelia. Yeah. Someone needs to talk to her. Seriously? I mean, these, these are all great arguments for her really needing someone to talk to. And since good therapists are hard to come by anyway, finding one that <laughs> won't commit her immediately for her story about being stuck in an alternate I mean- dimension...
1: That's very valid with their current situation. Yeah, that's
0: going to be even more difficult. So I guess Cordelia it is. <laughs> but also, Lauren. Yeah. Lauren's a great therapist. Exactly. Fucking A. Um, Angel looks at a list of names uh, that Cordy gave her about possible suspects. Enemies of Merle list. Mm-hmm. And... Angel's
1: name is at the top.
0: Right at the top, you know, because
1: it's alphabetical. I love how he he starts, he's like, and why is my name at the top of this list? And she just looks and uh,
0: Angel, A. Starts with A, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Cordy makes a solid argument that it's kind of suspect that he was the one to find Merle's body the only time he ever went to pay him a social visit. Court of the day
1: here, though. Mm -hmm. Angel replies, if I'd kill Mer if I killed Merle,
0: would I have brought
1: donuts? And that's a valid point.
0: Yeah. And that's that's a great point. All I can imagine now is that, you know, Angel went in there and decided he needed some dipping sauce for his donuts. <laughs> Merle's wall splatter was looking pretty tasty. Oh god. I do wonder
1: what he did with the donuts when he arrived. <laughs> I really hope that for any of their sake, if he put them in the apartment at all, that nobody ate them. (laughs) Because. (laughs) If
0: they were still in the box, I'm sure
1: it's fine. With the way Merle was literally omnipresent in that apartment. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. There's no surface that didn't have just a little bit of Merle on it.
0: No, this is how it went down. He walked in and he said. You know, these donuts are looking kind of dry, Merle. You sure look like you're full of Boston cream. Come on. Come on. Get over here. Get over here. Who's my little Boston cream pie? Ah, you're tickling me. That's, Jeez, Angel, that's really hard. You're tickling me really hard. Jeez, I didn't know you were so poppable. It was an accident. (laughs) that's how it went down goodness merle you're just like a water balloon (laughs) now get in my donut
1: (laughs) now if i'm uncomfortable
0: with this narrative (laughs) that we have wrought i mean it's not even necessarily (laughs) impossible based on the one shot that we did get of the merle splatter um, the, the camera coming towards him while he was reading his mail? That could have been Angel. Uh, that could, that was the, just the start of the tickle fight. He was trying to give him donuts. That's a long tickle fight. Eh. <laughs> Angel's a lonely man. This, this is why he outwardly... <laughs> acts like he hates Merle so much because he's mad at himself and he's ashamed of his his weird, gross feelings for Merle. He just really needs to peg some Boston cream. Oh, yeah. All right. We got fun. all right you're right you're right i can't breathe <laughs> but anyway it's not a it's not a morning of passing it's a celebration of life with donuts
1: i was hoping for some demon fighting tonight but i wound up with a delivery job instead if i come back here on the end of a spatula i'm expecting some serious workman's comp i'm just messing with y'all
0: Cut to, the, to the, the, the gang's hideout, I guess. <laughs> you going to be okay? Yeah, i just kind of a little woozy. Oh, no. Don't do that. <sighs> Breathe. Asthma. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that.
1: Whew. Anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> back to the gang's hideout where Rondell and Gunn have a little talk. And you know, Rondell does criticize Gun for disappearing after George died, a bit, but he also like is very empathetic about the situation because he does say explain how like because when Gunn's trying to make about to make an excuse for not being there after George died, Rondell cuts him off and is like, "No, no, you were you were gone after long before George, yeah, long before George, after Alana died."
0: Mm-hmm. his sister and, alana was it alana
1: yeah okay at least that's what it was in the subtitles hmm not too worried about it but yeah and so they have kind of a nice moment
0: and it's, you're like oh they're nice still moment. they're still buddies yeah and uh gun but gun goes into self-pity mode he's like the alana thing brings it out he's like what can i even do for you guys if i can't protect my own sister and Rondell's very supportive actually he's like a lot And they bond over having started something great together. They they hug. There may have been just a little bit of butt play action.
1: There was no butt play.
0: Oh Well, we didn't really get to see it. There was definitely some tonguing, though.
1: I don't think there was. All right. Well,
0: you don't have a good enough imagination. (laughs) It was right there, man.
1: (laughs) Right there. Why's everything got to be tonguing to you?
0: Why? Why you got to be hating on Gun? Why don't you want him to get any action? You want him to just be lonely his whole life? He gets action. Yeah, Fred. What? Really? That happens? Yeah. Well, and also they even hint at it in this episode. Also, Rondell just just no. now, right now, in this very scene. <laughs> <sighs> Whatever. They're friends. They're buds. They're brothers. Blood brothers. I'm stopping there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, good call. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on! Cut cut back to an apartment.
1: Yeah, somewhere in L.A., uh, Angel and Wesley are checking up on a lead, a demon or a human. Who knows? Let's kick in the door and find out.
0: Yeah. They find another slaughtered demon. He was a bookie that Merle owed money to. They decide they're going to need gun because... Whatever's doing this is extremely powerful and super pissed off. Cut to the sewer, where we see a huge demon lumbering through the sewer who sounds like he's breathing all heavy and gross and growly. No, he just has a big gulp. Turns around, he's clearly very timid and sucking on a straw in a big gulp. Yep. Then Gun's old gang, led by who else but Geo and was, was Rondell there? Yep. Ah, oh, jeez. Uh, And they just murder the shit out of this poor bastard, mercilessly, as he cries in terror. Yeah. Poor kid. Poor little fella. Like, yeah, he he looked big and gross, but he was also adorable. Kind of, yeah. In a gross way. (laughs) In a really gross way. (laughs) Like, kudos to the makeup team. He kind of looked like a big toe. A bit. Yeah. Yeah. Felt so bad for him. He was clearly
1: harmless he had the definition of a baby face yeah where the face is like really tiny in the head yeah because his head was massive yeah and his face is tiny yeah
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, so we cut back to the apartment and uh Gun shows up as Wesley puts an arrowhead that looks very familiar yeah, into so a into a, a plastic bag. Remember that close up we <clears throat> got of that yeah. of that crossbow at Gun's head? How yeah. handy was that? So now Gunn again goes around uh the argument with Wes about why is this important? He was just a demon. Uh well fuck gun. If you don't get it by now, then I guess he never will. Or maybe by the end well, of the year. yeah, and so. the thing
1: Wes points out is, like, th- he wasn't just a demon. He was fully integrated.
0: Yeah, and those are it, exa- his exact words.
1: And it, most of the people that have been killed were fully integrated demons. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, there were
0: some bad ones, but, you know. And there are shades of gray in this business, gun. And I knew it. Tie them up. It's time for that ass play. Shades of... Fifty Shades of Grey, Rex. And it's time to see a, 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 at least five of them. <laughs> oh my god, I just thought of an episode title. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Gun. Oh dear. <laughs> nice. I was going to say I'll settle down now, but... just Just for I, now. Yeah. Just for now. Uh, Gun stuffed some evidence in his pocket It's the arrowhead Uh, While (laughs) While Wesley's looking for uh,
1: You've infected me
0: uh, While Wesley isn't looking And then he fucks off saying maybe he can Rattle some information loose on the streets I love the bit where like He he Pockets
1: the arrowhead and then Moments after he's like You know what I'm gonna help out guys I'm gonna go just check with some connections and see what i can shake out yeah i'm on and board he, he's like, i'm oh, happy to be yeah. a part of this i'm ha- i'm happy to be here i'm happy to be part of this team <laughs> and he leaves and of course angel is like
0: that's suspicious <laughs> oh well <Doop-a-doop-a-doop-a-do. laughs> so we cut back to the gang's hideout and yeah he just had that that little quick exchange with angel on the way out he's like hey hey right <laughs> it's like oh they're not mad at each other anymore cool <laughs> but they're both really bad with emotions. Yeah. <laughs> they're men, yeah, exactly,
1: manly men.
0: They're men in tights, tight, tights, <laughs> but not really. <clears throat> um, takes me- a real man to wear tights. I'm a lonely, dark, <laughs> broody loner. I'm a real <clears throat> bastard type. Yeah, those kind, those kinds of men. So we're back at the gang's hideout. Gun yep. brings the arrowhead to Ron- Rondell, who laughs it off, uh, not getting it even more than Gun doesn't get it that you shouldn't kill innocent, harmless living things, even if they are demons. Well,
1: Gun's angle is like, hey, dude, Geo, I think, is a rogue element here. Yeah. <clears throat> and Rondell's like, no, he's not a
0: rogue element. We did that. We were all there. <laughs> we're getting shit done, bro. Yeah. We're murdering left sh- and right. You should come with us, man. Aren't you proud of us? And it's understandable. Right. Like, like they don't have the nuanced investigatory insight into the underworld right. like Gun does. Yeah, exactly. From being part of Angel's crew. And also, this
1: is the moment when uh, things get real kind of freaky and dangerous because they all got guns now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That seems unwise. Yeah, you think there's some uh, some kind of pun to be had there? Like it's bad that they have guns but not gun? I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I never, I never quite found it. Never quite clicked for me. But it is annoying keeping the two apart. Gun takes the gun, and they all hold their guns to gun, and gun gets over the guns, and it's yeah, it's a lot of guns and gun, gun guns. Yeah, guns gun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Okay they're Uh, all
1: they're all gray too are there 50 of them sure
0: there are now (laughs) thanks for asking this has been another episode of 50 shades of gun uh anyway gun at the very least now has confirmation that they're the ones behind the murders yep ah geez and geo of course has to hassle gun on his way out of course he he's like you know he still thinks you're some kind of hero but we know better than that right doesn't say anything yeah we know better and man the shit-eating grin on his face all the time i just want to kick it off i've actually had that exact kind of moment
1: with somebody Mm -hmm. where they're like oh we know better and then when you don't respond they're like yeah we know better (laughs) like they're fucking hammering in the point and it's like you're just really making me feel the the necessity of punching your face through a wall more. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh, he's asking for it. Oh, yeah. He wants it. He wants it bad. (laughs) This is all just foreplay. Yeah, he just wants a piece of that gun. (laughs) Who doesn't? (laughs) Oh, my God. Cut back to the Hyperion. Yes. Uh, Wesley notices that one of the evidence bags is missing. Yeah, and he's good on him for his organization.
1: Right. By the way. Yeah. Like, he's not, like, a trained cop or anything, but damn, he's getting the job done.
0: Well, he's, uh, he's a trained watcher, though. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah, but
1: how often do watchers get trained to deal with, like, crime scenes?
0: Good question. Good question. Maybe a lot. Who knows? Yeah. Um, But also, I mean, how hard is what cops do? Detectives... <laughs> I would say detectives have a hard job. but can watch a couple of TV shows and be right up to speed, I'm sure. That is not how that works. And this is also a not particularly good (laughs) procedural crime drama. No. So, I mean, really, at the end of the day, that's how Wesley knows what to do. Because some asshat wrote down that he numbered some bags. Yeah. So he numbered some bags. Big deal.
1: Anyway. Yeah. Good thing he didn't number that one like the last number in the list.
0: Oh, yeah, because then... He'd have never known. If he hadn't gotten a total, he'd never (laughs) known. You're right. Uh, Angel nudges Cordy to go talk to Fred. Uh, Cordy is, how do you say, not graceful (laughs) about this? Very awkward. Sure. Because she sits her down in the courtyard just outside and leads with angel wants you to get out
1: I'm like Christ on a cracker Cordy
0: come on
1: but first though before they even sit down like she accidentally startles Fred when she walks into the courtyard but then when Cordy's like oh I'm gonna sit out here Fred's like oh okay I'll leave and like starts to go inside and she's like no I came out here to talk to you (laughs) angel wants you to get out (laughs)
0: <laughs> wow what a clusterfuck yeah so yeah and she thinks she means like move out of the hotel right. permanently as if they didn't have enough space for her and like they didn't practically beg her to stay when she tried to leave with right. her parents come on I, <laughs> I you'd think she would have fought it for at least a moment and been a little confused but she's like alright I'll go I understand right like wow low self esteem yeah. Jeez. That poor girl. Anyway. <laughs> but um, no,
1: she doesn't want her out of the hotel, so
0: to speak. Of course she not. just wants her out and about to do karaoke. Yeah, go be human, have fun. Um don't be a a weird shut-in. That's bad. Probably. Presumably. Presumably. Seems likely. Um, she's like, yeah, let's go out together. And Fred comforts herself by thinking, yeah, nobody will even notice me with, if I'm out with somebody like you around. And Cordy's like, yes, exactly. Wait, no, actually, no, people will definitely notice you because you'll be up on stage in the white hot spotlight. And I'm like, what, where the fuck are you going with this? I don't know how I didn't immediately figure out what she meant by that. Right. Um. But we we see it later in in a, in a like two scenes from now. Fred only appears marginally panicked. It'll be fine, I'm sure. Hundred percent fine. Absolutely nothing will go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to gun.
1: Yeah, uh, he's parked on the street. He's struggling with the moral dilemma. He's a broody broody yeah, boy. He's taken after Angel.
0: God damn it, Angel! Don't you see? Broody, you made me. <laughs> my name is Gunn.
1: I'm your apprentice in Broody. I'm so broody. You're not real. Or well, I'm not real. S- some up here isn't real, and I suspect it's you. So if you're not real, then that means that my head came off back there, and then I'm
0: dead now. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> Sitting in his truck, being all broody for a minute, and then he returns to the Hyperion, chats with Angel yeah, for a very moment, briefly. Uh who's starting to think that there might be a pattern to the killings. Yeah. And, and that the pattern, pattern is fun. To have fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is when murder's involved,
0: a wee bit concerning. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> concerning. Good also good <laughs> description. And back to Caritas. Yep,
1: back to Caritas, where, oh my god, this moment just fucking cracked me up. Fred is singing Willie Nelson's Crazy. Oh, is it Willie Nelson's? Yes. Okay. She's singing it, and it's at the part where she's basically just repeatedly singing the word crazy. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm crazy. crazy. Yeah. And then we cut to the table where... Uh, Cordy and Wes are sitting and Cordy's like I swear to god she picked the song herself (laughs) and you know what I love Fred's sense of humor here because she knows she's nuts (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure she feels nuts I know there's no way she didn't know what she was doing when she picked this song
0: I like to think so yeah She's uh, she's a dear, sweet girl. Yes. We love Fred. She's fucking precious. That's, that's a good word. That's a good word. <laughs> <laughs> Quick side story. One time I was in a production of Oliver, and uh, the guy playing um, the Artful Dodger was actually a very um, popular, well-known uh, community member, but also... Um, the most flamingly gay twink you've ever met in your life. <laughs> um, and my extremely conservative father and stepmother came to see this show. And uh, specifically, this is about my stepmother. She uh, she ran into this guy out in the hallway, I think after the show, be- and she wanted to talk to him because she could not figure out if he was a man or a woman. <laughs> And so she wanted a closer oh, look. God. And uh, so I <clears throat> i heard this story from both sides. She told me about it, and he told the whole room <laughs> about it later. Right. But he didn't know who she was, and I never told him. <laughs> uh, Smart, probably. And and I'm bringing this back around full circle, I swear. Um, she walks up to him and says, and she like, puts a hand on his face, and it's like, Hello, you were so good. And it's just like trying, just killing time to try and figure out if it's a man or a woman. And all she can think of to say is, so precious as she touches his face. And then no more words are exchanged. They part ways. Now to hear the story from his side backstage, he says, So this fucking woman comes up to me, puts her hand on my face and stares into my eyes and says so precious. And I'm like, fucking precious this lady. <laughs> I mean, you can't see it, but um, he, there was a middle finger involved. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, um, I don't know if I knew as he was telling the story that that was my stepmom. Um,
1: <laughs> I think it would be funnier to experience it from his
0: perspective first and then
1: find out later at your stuff. That
0: seems likely how it happened. I don't think I would have known. <laughs> I wouldn't have heard that story from her so quickly. That that seems how it went down. But anyway, yeah, oh, precious fuck. is the tie-in Yeah, there. Um, Fred, Fred is indeed quite precious. Yes. And not a, you know, flamboyant twink. <laughs> that we know of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Seems unlikely. Gun enters and Lauren stares him down this is when by the way we get a moment because guncut
1: walks in and he sees Fred on the stage singing and he has a moment where he kind of goes googly eyed at her
0: okay I didn't quite catch
1: this that this is one of the first hints where it's like gun has got some feelings going on
0: really but she ends up with Wes does she? yeah
1: I'm pretty sure Gun dates her or something
0: that's possible. Seems likely. But she definitely ends up with Wesley permanently.
1: Huh. I didn't remember that. And
0: then the guy that plays Wesley marries Allison Hannigan in real life. Yeah, I know that. Weird. Good for them. <laughs> They've got kids. They're happy. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, Gun enters. Lauren stares him down. Gun's uh, begging Lauren not to read him. More like demanding that he doesn't <laughs> read him. And Lauren's like, sweetie, I, I wouldn't, but you're a billboard. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, he knows that Wesley has questions and Gunn has answers. And he offers... hmm? I said, yeah. Yeah. And he offers to to talk about it. Gunn's trying to work up the courage to go tell Wesley, but it's too late because gunfire breaks out and uh, several demons go splat and And ruin Fred's pretty hair.
1: Yeah. One of them specifically directly in front of her. Yeah. Well...
0: Back to the room she's going. <laughs> yeah. Oh my fucking god! That poor girl just can't Every catch a goddamn break. time. Every time. Well, three episodes now at least. Yeah. So it definitely happened last episode. Did some something like this happen first episode? I can't fucking remember. Hopefully, anymore. third time's the charm. It's the third episode. Probably the third time. Yeah. Um, it happened twice last episode. So. Yep. There's that. If it only happened last, then it's three times. Whatever. Um, Gun's gang takes out half the demons and vampires in the bar before they start calling for Gun to come out. Gun stands up behind the bar and Rondell is beside himself with Geo's claim that he knows gun has been coming here for a while now. Uh, Wesley stands up, makes his presence known. Gun stands between them and Lorne trying to tell them that he's alright. They get all shitty because Lorne's a demon, obviously. Right. Wesley makes the point that he saved Rondell's life not so long ago because... Rondell threatens yeah. to shoot him, and he's like, You better make it a killing, bro. The line, the line is, because it's one of my quotes of the day. There you go.
1: Uh the line is if you don't mind, I'd prefer to clean kill. There it is. The last time the last time I was merely wounded, it took months to heal. Wounded, if you recall, in an attempt to help
0: you. Bam. Go Wesley. Yeah. Putting the foot down. The foot is down. The foot is down. All the way. It's right there. Can you see it? It's, no, they, they can't. It's right it's, down there. No, they... they it's don't. audio recording. Oh, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Wes makes the point... Yeah, uh, no, no, no. They argue for a bit about who's lost the mission or whatever. Right. Which is a, a euphemism for who knows what's right. I mean, yes and no. And what's what's the right thing to do about demons in general, I guess. Uh, Gun tosses his keys to West, Cordy, and Fred, telling them to take his truck and that they won't stop them, which he is wrong about. But they do let Cordy go. Right. But only to go get Angel to bring him back here. Yeah, this is, this is when shit
1: starts to really go off the walls because Geo is not taking any distinctions over humans and demons at this point.
0: Well, he gets to that point. He's slowly coming to that yeah. point and comes to that point a little harder um here in a scene or two. Meanwhile, there's this snarful looking demon over there, scared out of his gourd, um, going, Oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god. And he's sitting next to this other dude that looks like uh one of those Hellion demons kinda. He, well, he looks inside out. Yeah. Which is kinda and the Hellions just look like he, they didn't Actually have a face. He,
1: he looks like uh Lord Zed from the Power Rangers <laughs> a bit to me.
0: Okay. He, he looks like one of those hell demons from that episode of Buffy where she's a waitress. Oh, right. And the LA. dude got his face torn off. I don't remember that, but Like yeah. the
1: leader. Like
0: he's, yeah, I know exactly what yeah. who you're talking about. Yeah, well, yeah. anyway, I, I dubbed him the Harmless Hellion. Uh, Snarfle Demon and the Harmless Hellion are sitting there, and uh, Harmless Hellion tells him to shut up because they're not listening. Yeah. And I cut back to the Hyperion.
1: Where... Cordy arrives, Cordy tells Angel about what's going on, she's worried that Angel is obviously walking into a trap, it's a trap, and he knows it, <clears throat> but, but he, he's he got a plan, and he sends her off to the... Um, see if I can read my own handwriting here. The Transuting Furies. Yeah, the Transuting Furies, uh, who Lorne employs to keep the spell going on the club
0: that makes it non-violent. The Sanctorium spell. Yeah. Um, which keeps demon violence from happening, but not human violence, bit of an oversight. Yep. So. And Cordy's like, well, how do they, you know, Lorne paid them.
1: They're not just going to shut it down on my word. And he's like, oh, just tell him I sent you. It's for me. It'll be fine. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh,
0: you know them? No, I knew them. (laughs) (laughs) In the biblical sense. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's like, great. So then you can fight all 20 of them and still die. Um, But Angel's confident that he's the main character of a TV show and he can outweigh the odds pretty easily. Yeah. But
1: most important moment, though, is the last line in the scene where... They're just about to part, and
0: Cordy stops Angel and says, I told her she'd be safe with me. Angel says, I know, and walks out. Yeah. That one got to me. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, mm,
1: I know. They're so worried about her. She, she's so precious. She's going to protect her. She's so precious.
0: <laughs> um, tiny little baby. <laughs> got to take her of the tiny little baby. And uh, Tiny little crazy mathematician. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. It, it, <clears throat> maybe, maybe we shouldn't be infantilizing her but also that's what they wanted yeah
1: I mean in, and in a way she she's is inno- she's an innocent
0: absolutely that's really what it comes and down they're to and they're responsible an for her Yeah, they feel bad because this shit just keeps happening right um, oh and it sucks like that would suck so much yeah that's, <clears throat> that's fucking terrifying yeah. that kind of a situation <laughs> and this one's a little more real than most right. of the situations they get themselves into. Yeah, it's people with guns. Yeah. Like, that's that happens in real life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we cut back to Caritas, and uh, it pleases me that Gio is a fucking awful singer. Yeah, singing fucking
1: wind beneath my wings. Oh, my God. Which I
0: feel like is a subtle jab at one of the things he said to Gunn earlier at yeah. the hideout. Uh, but Wesley is worried that they'll kill Angel. Gun's like, no, they're gonna make me do it. Yep. I'm like, yo, oh, God, whatever. Um, Good so, instincts, there, Gun. Mm-hmm. It's like what a cliche. But Geo shoots up the speaker because it squealed with feedback. Yeah. And, how dare you? And it's like, no, you're just a bad singer. <clears throat> and also, don't stand in front of the fucking speaker with the microphone. That's how that happens. And then this is a great part lauren starts talking
1: about what happened in miami boy does lauren know really how to get under someone's fucking skin oh yeah he is really good at it so much so he he's talking about what happened in miami how uh apparently somebody died because of because of geo
0: well he ran from miami because he couldn't go back after what he did yeah and she trusted him right up to the very end it's very cryptic
1: oh it is like
0: he never specifically says what happened but the way he says it you can piece it together yeah it's it's a brilliantly written little moment
1: i honestly think it was it was probably a moment where it was down between geo and somebody else and he ran and left someone for dead.
0: I I get the idea that he killed some girl that uh, trusted him or left her for dead. Ooh. And she, maybe he
1: used her for bait.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, but was he fighting demons or was it just some normal um, stupid shit? Yeah, good point. Could have just been a robbery. I think it was
1: probably demons, though, because he does mention early on... Uh, Yes, Gun. What do you think about the the whole thing of like why demons and vampires congregate in places like L.A. In where, sunny places? Yeah.
0: yeah, of all places. Okay, that's 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 good evidence for that. Either way, it's cryptic as hell. Yeah. And when we cut, well, we don't cut, but uh, so the harmless Hellion runs for the door. Yep. And they stop him and shove him up against the wall. Uh, Geo goes on a bit about how. Like really, you're protecting this fucking guy? He's a baby killer. You know what these demons do? They kill babies. They eat them. And uh, then he argues that guns, the piece of shit, for aiming a gun at Geo instead of the demons. Well, yeah, because Gun uses the de- the demon trying to escape as a distraction
1: to get a gun, and Gun's got a gun.
0: Gun with a gun. <laughs> it's finally happened. <laughs> uh it hurts. I've got a headache. So Geo like does what?
1: It's like Inception.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's a gun within a gun within a gun. Well, really only two, but sure. Uh, Geo does his little get-in-your-head game by accusing Gun of already being a demon, or worse yet, wanting to be one, but they won't let him. And yeah. he makes up a fucking story on the spot about, oh, your sister must have refused to turn you, and that's when you killed her. It's like, okay, you're really reaching now, fuck right. face. Right. But- like-
1: what vampire would be like, no, I don't want, I'm not going to turn you. Yeah. Right. Like
0: this isn't Anne Rice. Um, <laughs> this isn't, this isn't even what we do in the shadows. They're not taking familiars. Uh, <laughs> Gun fires off his shotgun at the harmless hellion as he screams, shut up. And to be fair, um, this motherfucker was over there muttering under his breath, asking for it like an idiot, like, like making shit up about how he lives in play- playgrounds and sucks kids dry and leaves them as husks. Um, cause he's, you know, he's literally cornered and yeah. you know, if every action movie ever has taught us anything, that's what you do when you're cornered, you talk shit. Yeah.
1: You go to them, maybe they'll take a swing and you can get away.
0: Yeah. Maybe either that or they'll kill you and you will have died in a way that you controlled, not them.
1: Uh, it's, yeah, it's about control either way.
0: Uh, that sounds like a losing strategy. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. It's not great, but it's uh, it's a mental game. Yeah. Anyway,
1: yeah, I suppose.
0: Um, and I we never we don't really see what happens to him after that, but gun shoots him in the chest, and I'm like, yeah, if that's bird shot, he'll he'll be fine. If that's but also a slug, if he eats
1: babies, then you know, okay,
0: meh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But also, I mean, how many demons go down with just a shot to the chest? Right. Not too many. Yeah. <laughs> Enter Angel!
1: I can hold a note for a long time. (laughs) Actually, I can hold a note forever. But eventually, that's just noise. It's the change we're listening for. The note coming after and the one after that. That's what makes it music. Angel has entered the chat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Lauren tries to proclaimed that this is a sanctuary. Wow, did you really think that was going to work, Lorne? But then Angel enters and he's like, "Nice shot. Am I next?" Commercial break. Dramatic commercial break. Gun was 100% right. Geo is a predictable little shit fucker. Yep. And uh he w- he wants Gun to kill Angel. And Let's- Angel's like uh, trying to be accommodating and vamps out to
1: quote, "make it easier for Gun." Mhm. I don't quite understand Angel's play here. Uh, yeah, there's... I mean, to be fair, Angel does know that uh, the shotgun isn't going to do fucking shit to him.
0: Yeah, shotgun...
1: you still probably don't want to get shot with one. Yeah, it's not going to be fun. It, it, It's at least, at the very least, highly inconvenient.
0: I think, again, it's the same mentality as when... Somebody who's being held up at gunpoint sh- shoves their forehead into the barrel of the gun and says, Do it! Do it! That kind of shit. You know, tough guy posturing. Yeah. Uh, take control of the situation. Although I don't think Angel's posturing. And yeah, he's also got celerity. Right. So he's, he's probably fine. He's going to be okay <laughs> one way or another. But they don't necessarily know that. No,
1: and then this is when gun. He refuses to kill Angel, and he specifically says that he'll never be Angel's friend, but he won't kill Angel because he he gets the mission. He's
0: on mission. Yeah, and uh, just before that, Wesley makes the argument that Angel has a soul... I'm like it's about time somebody brought right? that up for fuck's sake. I'd given up on it. I'm just like, "All right, so we're just you know, not paying attention to that at all." Also specifically, I like how cuz Geo's like, "Oh, so what he has a soul." And West Wesley, that's what I was saying, is Wesley makes the point that uh Geo didn't have a soul or the angel didn't have a soul when he did his pleasure killing. Can Geo say the same? Nope. Yeah. Like what's your <laughs> excuse, kid? You just fucking kill and kill, and you've got a soul. Yep. So.
1: And there's no way in hell, there's no way in hell with the kind of attitude that Geo has that there aren't plenty of innocent people dead due the, to recklessness.
0: Yeah. At least due to yeah, recklessness. At least. If not due to some twisted sense of what he thinks is right and wrong, right. which obviously is not trustworthy. Mm, yeah. No, definitely not. Gun throws down his gun. he chooses his side with Angel on the basis that he could never be friends with Angel because of what he is, but he has the mission, so there's that. Uh, Geo decides his next move is to make every human here prove that they aren't a demon lover, or he's gonna kill them too. See, he's not above killing humans at all. Uh, Before that, we do cut Um, oh yeah i didn't i didn't put any of the cuts in here for cordelia talking to the sisters Um, real
1: quick we'll just go over cordy with the the sisters basically she's trying to convince them that they need to drop the spell and every fucking time she mentions angel's name they're like "Mm, Mm, angel angel. (laughs) and it comes out that apparently the Reason that Cordy can't pay them to do anything is because she doesn't have the right biological equipment. She, well, nobody says that, but it's well heavily it's, implied. It's implied enough to where I'm going with it. Just <laughs> like you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mmm. Angel. <laughs> they're also floating a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're floaty. They're floaty ladies. But anyway. Uh, back to yeah. He's back gonna, to the
1: Caratog. He's gonna
0: give them all a good hot dicking later in yep. exchange for taking down the spell, and everything will be right as rain. Yeah, he doesn't seem too bo- bothered with that IOU. Nope, he's like, <laughs> ladies, I owe you one. You poor baby. <laughs> Careful, you might lose his soul. God. <laughs> so yeah. Gio wants to make every human prove they're not a demon lover by taking a shot at Angel, I guess, or one of the demons at least, after right. you know, so start picking them off one by one. Uh whatever. Fred takes up the call to action. Uh Geo gives her the crossbow and she turns on him and she's like, I'm sorry, Angel, but I want to survive. Or maybe I'll just put it right in your carotid artery, bitch.
1: I wrote down what she said because yeah. I fucking loved it. She she turns the crossbow on Geo and says, I thought I might just shoot you in the throat instead. Now, if I pierce one of your carotid arteries, considering the temperature in here, because I think someone shot the thermostat, the blood loss is going to be heavy. And there's a... I couldn't quite get this line fully, but I think it's... And there's a bettering for a chance... I'll puncture a vocal cord, and you won't even be able to scream. But you'll want to when the blood loss to your brain results in a cerebral vascular event. That's a stroke. I wasn't trying to sound snooty. (laughs) This is a great example of making a character menacing that really doesn't have a reason to be, but it is menacing, just in the delivery. Your intellect is
0: menacing. Yeah. Uh. I like it. It's it's fantastic. It's a great moment. It was a great moment. And it shows that Fred can is she's she's gonna she's gonna be able to handle yeah, herself.
1: She's a bit more on the ball than she seems.
0: Yeah. And you know, put some pressure on her. I mean, she did spend five years in a demon dimension yeah. surviving yeah. harsh uh circumstances. Exactly. Mind you. She she wasn't just huddled up in a corner scared the whole time. But Angel doesn't want her to have to kill him. Uh, he talks
1: her down. Geo ends up grabbing the crossbow.
0: Yeah, yeah, she, she stalls too long. She gets disarmed and pushed back towards Wesley. And around about that time, there's this magical burst in the room indicating to Angel that the spell has been lifted and they fight. Yep, he, he makes a quick mental note that he has to, to do some deep dicking later on. I owe you, ladies. I got this. I'm going to put that in my calendar real quick. If you could just stop shooting at me. Gio is, of course, is insufferable of a fuckwit yelling as usual, yelling his head off like an asshole. He doesn't even fight. He's just fucking talking shit. He's just yelling at everybody. Like, you guys are terrible. This is fucking stupid. I'm going back to Florida. Blah, 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 blah and the Snarfle demon saves my personal life his skin <laughs> hatches open and he becomes three times bigger and he looks like a big praying mantis demon or something yeah and bites geo's head off <makes noise> literally um yeah like fucking like yoshi yeah nom <makes> nom <noise> blim, blim. <laughs> and then shits it out in an egg No. Um, But Rondell takes Snarfle down with three shotgun blasts, which I think is bullshit. But, you know, he did get real big and scary all of a sudden. So I mean, can't blame him too much.
1: That's like he painted a nice big bullseye on his chest there. Kind of. I'm going to become the biggest, scariest
0: thing in the room. And I'm going to eat the head of your friend. And we hear his body thud to the ground as kind of evidence that the, it didn't look like the shotgun blasts were really doing anything to him. Right. But I guess they did because they're still shotgun blasts. Um, and the important part is Geo is fucking dead. Yes. Dead, dead. Dead, dead. Super dead. Well beyond mostly dead. Almost certainly how can you be nearly headless oh he's <laughs> he's he's full headless he's full headless you never go full headless except <laughs> when you go full headless and he went full headless um, and he he's not coming back no <laughs> hopefully not
1: cut to outside after the action yep. Wesley's putting uh Fred in a cab and guns parting with what's left of his crew hmm Um and then Wes and Gunn kinda have a moment. <laughs> if you
0: if you could call it that.
1: It starts off as if they're gonna have a moment.
0: It starts it starts out plenty amenable. Yeah. Um nice nice enough. And then Wesley's like, by the way, if you ever withhold information from me again, I'll fucking fire you. Mm-hmm. I'll fire you so hard, your head will spin, and you'll never work anywhere again. You hear me? Not once. (laughs) You'll be working at a grocery store, and then I'll come in there, and I'll make them fire you. (laughs) I'll get a job as your goddamn general manager at the grocery store just to fire you. (laughs) You won't even be able to eat. (laughs) Yeah. He's a bit angry. It's a very white threat. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's no personal harm other than, you know, that of... Capitalism. Well you might as well have threatened to sue him. Here's the thing. Honestly, I think he should have fired him.
1: No, here here's the thing though. It is it is a big deal threat because if nothing else, Gunn has proven this night that he is on the mission. The mission matters to him more than anything. And now, especially with everything that happened with Rondell and Rondell's crew. Angel Investigations is the only way he gets to fight. Maybe otherwise he he's on his own.
0: I mean, and I think him and Rondell are still cool. And now with Geo out of the picture, he should maybe. still be able to go back to the gang. I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll see later. But for now, <clears throat> it seems like tensions are high. Yeah, yeah, on both sides. And uh, Gunn also has a small chat with Angel, where he apologizes for what he said about not being his friend but angel's like no i get it and and you meant it it's okay
1: the the last two lines gun says no matter what else i think i proved that you can trust me when i could have killed you and i didn't and angel replies no you'll prove i can trust you when the day comes you have to kill me and you do
0: yeah it's like The fucking broodiest thing he could have said. (laughs) Right. So fucking dramatic.
1: (laughs) He's a drama queen. Dude, such a drama queen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like, come on, bro. All right, whatever. You do you. Yeah. Gerarg. Gerarg.
1: Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength. Give give, give me more. Nights, I shall walk the earth. Hold on. You've got something in your
0: eye. Well, how'd you feel about this episode, Rex? I actually liked it. I like it better now than I thought I was going to like it when I started watching it. Yeah. Honestly, earlier this afternoon, I sat down to watch it, and maybe it's just because I was tired as fuck because I woke up earlier than I wanted to and couldn't get back to sleep, right. but um, I was just angry for the whole first, like, 11 minutes of this episode. <laughs> I was like, this it, is shit. This is bullshit. I fuck, fuck you. Fuck everyone. Fuck this episode. I, I was like, this is going to be the shortest episode available with Angel ever. Because I'm just going to be like, <laughs> bullshit happens. The end. <laughs>
1: and I think it could have been that. But I think they did a pretty decent job of making it matter. Yeah. Like, if this had been less about what it was and more about like guns hurt fucking feelings I think it wouldn't have worked but because it was about no you guys lost the mission you guys lost the goal the goal is to do good protect people defend against evil you know that sort of thing I think if they had gone even a slightly different route it wouldn't have worked
0: I yeah uh, well so I don't get me wrong I think they brought it together but there's a couple of ways that they got there that felt a bit obtuse. Oh God, yeah. Um, like the way that Gun multiple times was like, "But he's just a demon. Why do we need to investigate that?" Fucking stupid. Um, the way Angel was bullying Merle. Fucking, you know, I, I felt gotten- a little. I felt a little better about that by the time we were done discussing it, right? But it still felt out of place. I think the
1: attitude that Gun had out the gate would have been better if he hadn't expressed that attitude before meeting Gio I think if he had like gone back to the crew and that interaction had happened and then after that he was like he's just a demon I think that would have tracked a lot better but because when he first showed up at Merle's he's like why are we doing this it's like there didn't seem to be enough motivation for that And I think that's what threw that off. It didn't feel like it had a a strong narrative as much because he started off with the same exact attitude that Rondell and Geo and all them had. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think it would have been stronger if he seemed to not have that kind of attitude, then met up with them. And then when he came back, he had that attitude. Because that would have kind of solidified his guilt for like leaving the crew.
0: Mm, I kind of I can kind of see that. Um, but I also think it makes sense that he saw the error of his ways when faced with it, and he's, yeah. and it's like, oh, that does make them sound stupid, doesn't it? Yeah, that is a stupid argument of me to be making. But I think I agree with what you're saying that would have been better it would have been a stronger
1: narrative. Yes. That's
0: really what it comes down to, I think. Yeah, and then but still, how does he come back around to, you know, agreeing with Wesley about the shades of gray? I think it's because
1: he realizes that just because he feels some sense of guilt and of the lost loyalty to his his old crew, he sees that they they've lost the mission. And loyalty or not, that's what matters. They don't have the mission anymore. And because he's, you know, it would solidify more about him being on the mission and not, he's not doing this to make friends. He's not doing this to, hell, he's not even really doing it to be a hero so much as to follow the mission.
0: Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I guess we could say we got some character growth out of Gun. This was very much a Gun episode. Yeah. Um, But it feels like growth, like he kind of already should have been there in terms of yeah. understanding the shades of gray. Well, and, so what's the real growth that we got out of him here?
1: And I think they've just had an issue with Gun in general in this area where it's like they're like, oh, he's had growth. And then... Then a couple episodes later, we get a gun episode, and it's like, no, he actually didn't have a growth before, mm-hmm. and he's got to do it again. He he, it's like he keeps doing this same short character growth arc over and over again. Yeah, it it's two
0: steps forward, three steps back. Right.
1: I I think it's just a sign of, like, I mean, whole the entirety of last season, the writers obviously had no fucking clue what to do with him
0: and i feel like they rely too heavily on needing an instigative character in the background and they're like well we'll just have gun do that right but then they don't worry enough about guns canonical past exactly and character uh characterizations um what would he actually do actually do and they sacrifice that for this other plot that they care more about
1: now i do think that they will Figure it out, and Gunn will get a much more satisfying, like character development. I hope so. But it's very obvious that there's they still don't quite know what the
0: fuck to do with him. Mm-hmm. And I think, um in terms of in terms of character growth, I think we saw some good character growth from Wesley. He's really um coming into his own as the CEO of oh, Angel yeah. Investigations. Uh, Fred, even even Fred, we saw her um, stand up for herself, even in a terrifying situation, um, when we otherwise would have expected her to stay cowering the whole time. So we see a glimmer of hope for her coming out of this funk that she's in. That's great. Yeah, well, I mean, she didn't
1: freeze, and that's a big fucking deal. Yeah. Like, she... She acted, she even tried to get the upper hand in the situation. Mm-hmm. And
0: like that's that's fucking miles ahead of where she was. And I think the the big the biggest difference, the whole difference is probably she has friends. Yep. Powerful friends, competent friends mm. who make her feel safe even in dangerous situations.
1: Yeah. And they're they're legitimately good friends. They're not just surface level. Yeah. Yeah. All or at least things. they're not. They're not super friends. They're not just surface level. They're becoming deeper than that.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. They all love each other. Group dynamic, character development. That's great. Still trying to find that last little bit of. There's. There's got to be something else that Gun actually. I guess there's a little bit about his sister. I think he. Uh, he got over that a little bit. Yeah. He feels at least with Rondell anyway, Rondell, I think helped him heal a bit, um, over his guilt about not being able to save his sister. Yeah. So he feels useful again, at least whether it's to angel investigations. And I, I or think he's,
1: he's over the guilt of walking away from the crew.
0: I think he's over that. <laughs> I would be after geo. Right. Yeah. I'd be like, ah, fuck those guys. Yeah. But he maintained his connection with Rondell and that's important. Better than nothing. Yeah. Sure. Let's go with that. If anybody has anything to add to that, give us a call. Mm-hmm. 269-743-0783. What's your quote of the day?
1: I am going with Fred's whole threat because it's it's rambly and it it's I love it. It's it's just great. It's it's a great snapshot of her as a character. Excellent. I'm not going to repeat it.
0: I think you read it once during the episode. Yep. So, all right. That's fine. I'll accept that. (laughs) What's your quote of the day? I'm going to go, I guess, I think, with Wesley's line. If you don't mind, I'd prefer a clean kill. The last time I was merely wounded. It took months to heal. Wounded, if I recall, in an attempt to help you.
1: Yeah yeah bam he owned that fucker yeah it's it's
0: subtle yeah it's subtle not that this guy seems to get a lot of right subtle nuance out of anything (laughs) ever really definitely not but you know close second being lauren really just anybody that stood up to geo yeah respects yeah thank you fuck Rondell. (laughs) Jeez, get your fucking house together bro yeah no shit well I think this has been another episode available with Angel everybody don't forget to follow us on Twitter you can call it X if you want to but I don't give a shit you can like us on Facebook follow us on Facebook that's where we do most of our posting uh, if you want to support us financially, you can buy some of our merch. Head on over to www.beerwithbuffy.com/shop. We've got t-shirts, mugs, hoodies, etc. Um, if you want to f- support us financially and you don't want junk, head on over to Patreon.com/beerwithbuffy, and uh, you can. We have a series of perks. One of them in which we will name a cat for you. Or you can just buy us a beer, whatever. Uh, Don't forget to review us on iTunes. That's one of the best ways you can really help us. Once we get to 75 reviews, I think we're at 63. Uh, We're going to give away another hoodie. We're going to randomly draw a name out of a hat, but only from people who have written reviews, not just given us the stars. We love stars, but you're not eligible to win the hoodie if you don't write a review.
1: Mostly it's just because we have no idea who the fuck you are if you only give us stars.
0: Exactly. And if you ever have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at beerwithbuffy at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail. If you have any uh, any uh, questions, comments, or concerns you'd like to vocalize, you can also text us at 269 743 Big shout out to JJ Treadway for all our opening, closing, and transitional music. This has been Ale with Angel. I'm Josh. I'm Rex. Have a good night. Keanu Speed, Rex. Greeks be with you. Wow. Wow. You are the slayer. Lives depend upon you.
1: I make allowances for your years, but I expect a certain amount of responsibility, and instead of which you would enslave yourself to this this a cult. You don't like the colour?
0: <laughs> you have a sacred birthright. You
1: were chosen to destroy vampires, not what have we done? Why are we watching this? (laughs)